The Productive Woman, Episode 88. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, I'm sharing with you my conversation with marketing professional Deidre Dieterman, who shared her thoughts on keeping your priorities in order. You'll find information about Deidre and links to tools she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 88. One quick request before we get started. At uh, the request of a listener or suggestion of a listener, I'm working on an episode about how to streamline meal planning, shopping, preparation, and that sort of thing. And I'd love to hear from you. How do you manage the process of getting meals on the table, whether it's just for you, for a large family, for whatever your household may be? Do you have any favorite tips for meal planning, for expediting the shopping process, maybe for streamlining meal preparation itself? I would love to know what those are. Please send me your best tips, tools, techniques, and suggestions either via email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or even better, leave a voice message by using the voice message button on either the website or the Productive Woman Facebook page. Just takes a minute or two and would love to include your suggestions to help this listener who asked, and and me for that matter, and for the rest of us, how to manage that process of getting meals on the table. So I appreciate your help with that. And now let's get right into my conversation with Deidre. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Deidre Dieterman. Deidre is a marketing professional and founder of D2 Branding, which is an innovative marketing firm that I am going to be interested to hear a little more about. She's also a mentor for Thrive15.com, which is an online platform that provides practical training for entrepreneurs. And on top of all that, Deidre is a wife and a mom to two active kids. So I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages a busy life and introducing her to you. So welcome, Deidre. Well, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Laura. Thanks. I'm I'm glad to be here. Well, it's uh, we we've been working on this, trying to get it scheduled for quite a while. So, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun. You certainly have a lot on your plate, and uh, as we're recording this, is uh, it's a Saturday morning, and I know you've got other things to do. So, I appreciate you being here. Oh well, I'm happy to be here. So, I really like to start by giving listeners a little bit of context for who it is we're talking to and what kind of life you live. So, in the sense of, or in the interest of giving that context, can you tell us a little bit about what, if there is such a thing, what a typical day might be like for you? Yeah, sure. So, most people think I'm crazy because my typical day, um, every, every day during the week, I get up at 4.30 a.m. Um, and I actually go and do a boot camp class. So, there's about 50 women. We all meet at a local park and, and have a coach there and, and we work out outside, um, you know, pretty much all year round. So, if it's cold, we just bundle up. And if it's hot, you know, you're out there sweating. But it's just, it's the perfect way to start my day because it just really gets me going, gets me in the right frame of mind that I need to be in to juggle everything. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from my family. They're all asleep. And so, 
our workout starts at 5.15 and 5.15 to 6.15. And then by the time I get home is the time I need to get everybody up and, and go in for the day. So it's kind of my me time. Um, so I start real early and do that. And then um, get the kiddos ready for school. And I'm fortunate my husband takes them to school in the morning. Um, so I'm able to kind of finish getting ready when they leave and because I make breakfast and do all that good stuff. And then start with a client. So I usually have um, between 8.30 and 9, my first client, and go throughout the day. So i a business consultant. So I meet with all different clients in different industries. And so you're kind of, each time they walk in, you're, um, you know, you need to turn it on for them and give them, let them have your undivided attention and, and all of that. And so that's, that's kind of my typical day. And then kiddos get home from school and, and my husband or my mother-in-law picks them up. Um, some, some days I do, but they're kind of the main, if I didn't have them, it'd be tough. They'll pick them up. And then I usually come home around 4.35. And at that time, I, I try to turn the phone off, the computer off, and, and I'm going into mom mode. Um, you know, my, my kids play competitive sports, so I'm driving from soccer to basketball. You know, we're all over the place, football, all that stuff. And, and that's kind of our evening. Uh, we try to have dinner together if we can. It, it Sometimes it's just on the fly, um, you know, when we can eat and sometimes we can all sit down and that's really a typical day. I go to bed pretty early because I get up pretty early. So about 930, I'm done. <laughs> well, I don't get up at 430 in the morning, but I'm pretty much done by 930. Too, yeah, so. that's, right. that's right. I'm a little bit later than you, although I, I had a, a former colleague that did one of those boot camp workouts every morning and he he raved about it. You know, I, I love it. I've done it for about seven years. So I, I've always kind of been a morning person. I love to get up and go to the gym for years. And then I discovered this this boot camp. And it's really kind of a community of, of women that support each other. Most of them are working moms because who else is going to work out at five in the morning, right? Yeah. If, if you don't have to. But these are moms that have busy lives as well. And so it's nice to kind of be in, in company with other moms that are doing the same thing and, you know, taking care of their health and trying to be healthy for their family and then go be productive on the job as well. So, well, and there's, you know, there's really something to be said for that, the, the importance of taking care of your health in order to be productive. And those who li- have listened to the show for a long time know, I don't define productive as, or productivity as checking lots and, and lots of stuff off your checklist. It's about making a life that matters. It's about doing whatever is the stuff that matters to you to build that life for yourself and for your family that means something to you. And it's hard to do that when you're not healthy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, your health is something, you know, I, I try to never take advantage of, of my health. You know, there's people around me that, you know, we've had sickness and cancer and, um, you know, just different unfortunate things happen to family members and, you know, I look and go, you know what, I'm, I'm able to get up every day and work out. I, I have my health. Um, yeah. You know, I'm able to do this. And so in, in the days I don't do it, I'm not as productive. So my day does not start off right. You know, I feel even though I maybe slept in an hour more, I'm groggy, I'm tired. It just, for me, I need those endorphins going and, and really to kickstart, you know, my day. Yeah. Well, I, I used to do that and it's it's on my list in the coming months to get back to doing it. Um, it really does make a difference to, to oh, do yes. things. Yeah. And so you're working in an office. You're not a work at home mom. Right. I've been a work at home mom in the past, but I do have an office. I have clients come to my office and I've got my staff there and everything. It seems like the, the perfect scenario. People say, oh my gosh, you work at home. It's so great. When I 
had my websites and, you know, it, I am a very productive person and I'm very, um, you know, I'm a go-getter. I get up and, and do, but it's still, I like to go to an office. I like to leave my house. Um, because I'm kind of one of those where I walk by the kitchen and go, Oh, I really should like empty the dishwasher or I really should throw that load of laundry in. And, and when you're at home with babies with little ones and my kids were little, I did do that and it was great. Um, but, but now that they're older and in school, I'm like, I've, I've got to be more productive. And to me, more productive is being in an office where I don't have those distractions. Yeah. I think there are trade-offs in both scenarios. Uh, You know, I, I'm in an office all day as well. And, uh, to some extent, I am able to be more productive there because I, of exactly the things you talked about that, you know, that whether it's just your own inclination to want to have everything neat and orderly or as a procrastination technique, right? <laughs> sometimes it's, it's more fun to clean the toilet than to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know? you, Which, may, you find yourself, I would just look around and go, you know what? I really don't like that piece of furniture. I need that. I need something new. I, I really don't. I think I'm going to paint this room. You know, you start <laughs> doing these crazy things that you wouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> any, anything to avoid doing maybe a, a work project that's harder or more challenging. Right. On the other hand, you know, in the office, at least for me, I've got the phone ringing, I've got people coming in and, and that kind right. of thing. So either way, you got to discipline yourself to get the stuff done. And, you know, so going to that point, uh, every person's life is a little different and presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that really matter. We all have strengths and weaknesses. You know, for some of us, it's we have a hard time managing our stuff and our space gets cluttered. Some of us, it's we have a hard time saying no, so we take on too much stuff. What would you say your biggest challenges might be when it comes to managing your life and being productive? You know, I think that the word no, you said that, it took me a long time to realize that and, and that it's okay to say no. Um, you know, I used to be the homeroom mom and I was the volunteer for our school auction. I was in charge of fundraising for it. And I did that for about four years in a row. And, you know, we raised a lot of money. It was great for the school, but it was really tough. I thought, you know, here I am fundraising. I'm up, you know, till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. I'm sending these emails out. I'm trying to call people because I'm, I'm a working mom. So during the day it was tough. You know, so I'm doing it on weekends and nights. And I thought, you know, this isn't benefiting my family. I'm happy to be able to help the school and I feel like I gave my time, but my kids don't understand that I'm up, you know, at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock fundraising for their school. It really makes a no difference to the, in their current life, you know? So I, and I do things at church and I would, you know, just the neighborhood association, just all those things, you know, I, I'm kind of a, a doer person. And so someone brings something up to me, I'm like, well, I'll handle that. I can do that. I know I can do a better job at that. You know, so you take on this and you take on that. And, and I started to realize, okay, my family's the one losing here. I'm happy that all these organizations are getting great things. And if I was a stay-at-home mom, I could do that all day. But I have a business during the day. You know, I'm my own boss. So I've got lots of responsibilities there. And then who's suffering on the weekends? My kids want to go do this or that. But, oh, I've got to go work on the auction. And I've got to go to this auction meeting. And I've got to, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do anything. And probably about two years ago, I said, I'm not going to do anything that is not directly affecting, you know, making a positive impact on 
my family right now. My kids are going to be grown and I can be in charge of that auction and I can raise tons of money for the school at that time. But this time in my life, I'm not going to miss out on that. And so I, I did. I, I said, turn down everything and resigned from lots of positions, doing just extra things um, in the community. And, and not that I'm knocking that because there's a, certainly a place for that and a time and a season in your life. But I thought, I, I'm not doing that. And I am a much happier person. Hmm. I deal with my work. And then when I come home, I try to turn it off and I try to do nothing outside of, you know, in the evening, you know, even meetings and stuff, school has tons of meetings and volunteer stuff and I don't go anymore. (laughs) And I just say, you know, I can't, I've got, my kids are in sports and I want to have dinner on the table and those things, you know, they're going to remember that way more than me attending a a school board meeting. Um, and so that's the, I kind of had to make those boundaries, but it took me years to do that. Um, you know, probably 10 years of driving myself crazy. And it's, it's hard for a lot of us. I mean, we want to, we want to help. And, and there's a, especially for those of us who are competent to do lots of things, it's easy. I, you know, I heard you say, well, I could do a better job of that anyway. And w- there's that tendency in a lot of us to say, well, if I can do it and I can do it well, I know I could, I should do it. Right. And it maybe is one of the hardest things for a productive woman in the 21st century right. to learn that you don't have to do everything that you can do. Right. So true. And so you- true. And, and, you know, I think I've, I've given my time to a lot of those organizations and I'll go back when my kids don't need me and they're driving and they don't really want to be around mom. <laughs> You know, I'll I'll be back volunteering and doing all of that. It's just for now, you know, I think I I had to just get rid of the guilt of it and say, you know what, I've got to do what's best for my family. And, you know, I already work a lot and have my husband, you know, helping with a lot of other stuff. I hate to be gone two and three nights a week, you know, doing volunteer stuff. It's just, it just didn't work in my life. Yeah, there are seasons of life, aren't there? Different activities fit different seasons of life, I think. Yes, I agree. I'm at a stage of life now where my baby is going to be 22 next month. And so, oh, yeah. you know, I'm very much in that stage of, well, fortunately, they still like me. So, they, you know, yeah. they, <laughs> they still come around and stuff, but they don't need my attention right. anywhere near as much as they did. So I have the time available and the energy to do these other things. But when they were little, we were very much that way. It was, yeah. you know, we've got the, the job and we've got the family. That's right. You know. Right. And and everybody has to decide those priorities for themselves, but it's it's good to have thought through them and made that decision kind of consciously. Right. So do you have a routine or a system in place to manage all these different t- demands on your time? You know, Google Calendar is my friend. Huh? <laughs> so everything's in my phone. Um, you know, I used to be the the person that had the planner, the the physical planner that you would, the calendar and, and I carried it everywhere I went. And, you know, with smartphones these days, you don't really need that. And, you know, that way I always have on my phone, you know, I've got a calendar coded a, a color for work and then a different color for my personal. So I can quickly look on my phone and say, okay, you know, my son has basketball tonight and I've got this work event and, you know, I can look the the week before I always look and say, okay, when do I need help? Do I need to hire a sitter one night? Do I need to you know, have my mom help take the kids where they need to go? And, and just everything I do, literally even my workouts and, and me time, um, you know, I like to play tennis as well. I schedule it in my, in my phone. So when I get a call of obligation of, I, I like to play tennis on the weekend. So I schedule that. And, you know, I'll put one hour on Sunday and and that way if someone asks, you know, no, I I actually have tennis, you know, and it's something I obviously could 
go without, but it, it's something that makes me happy. And it's, it's a, one of those things that I just think you have to schedule everything. So I just have everything in my phone, you know, yeah. and there's fun little, um, lots of little apps and things like that. But really I think just Google calendar through your phone and I get reminders, you know, of things that, that are coming up. And so I don't forget anything and it's really been so helpful. Yeah. I've often said, and the people in my office know that when my calendar dings at me, I get up and go where it tells me I'm supposed to be. And if so, if it's not, right, that's right. if it's not on my calendar, I just sit there and keep working. Exactly. That's so true. And that's a great model for it. And so what other, are, are there any other particular tools that you like or resources that you recommend for, you know, managing time, managing space, any of those sorts of things? Yeah, well, I I deal with this with my clients, and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. Um, I would say one of the hardest things in being productive today are all the distractions. So if you look at, I mean, the amount of emails that I get, I'll, I'll be in a work meeting for a couple of hours, come back out, and I have 25 emails. Yeah. You know, and my phone is I'm getting texts and I'm getting alerts and oh, social media alerts and you know we run social media channels for all my clients. I have about 15 clients, so you can imagine like the amount of information coming in is a lot. So I think you really have to just filter through that and say, and it's hard to do this. Every time you hear a ding on your email, I, I recommend people take the ding off your phone. You don't need to know when an email comes in every second right then. You know, most jobs, you can take that email and, you know, I say I do three times a day where you're going to check email and schedule it. So right when I get in the office, I look and say, okay, from 8, 8.15 to 8.30 before a client comes in, I'm, I'm hammering three emails, you know, maybe till nine, depending on if it, when the client comes, that first one that day, and I'm going through everything. Then I won't check it. I won't check it again until about, you know, maybe one o'clock around lunchtime, I'll check it again. And then before I leave for the day, I check it. But I, I used to be, you know, as soon as you get a smartphone, when all this technology came out and you had your email on your phone, it used to just be your computer, but then it's hooked to your phone. So every time a ding, I would be somewhere and it would be a client with a response response, you know, or, or needing, having a question of me. And I think I need to answer it right then. And I, I just, cause that's my personality. Oh, they need me. They, you know, sent me an email. I got to get back with them. And now I just don't, I can't, you will drive yourself nuts doing that. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I can't do that. I'm going to have to wait. And then I don't check my email in the evening, but right before I go to bed, I do look just to make sure there's nothing pressing. I don't answer it usually unless it's an emergency, but if, you know, I just glance real quick and make sure there's not anything um, but you have to do that because otherwise I, I watch, you know, some of my clients or, or some, some of my staff and, you know, every two seconds, especially young people, they're getting text, 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 social media, you know? And so you can't concentrate. You're trying to do a task at hand and you get 15 interruptions in 30 minutes. There's no way to be productive. Yeah. So I think that can be one of the most limiting factors is all of the technology that we have access to, which is very convenient, you know, when you need it, but it can be very unproductive. Um, and so really setting boundaries for yourself. Um, we kind of have a rule at home after dinner, no technology. And so we have, you know, my son's not playing Xbox. My daughter, you know, she's getting to turn 13, you know, her phone is everything. So we put the phones up, we have dinner, nobody's checking their phone, um, and try to have, have an evening of it, you know, with family and not be so tied to that technology. Um, and it's tough to do, you know, it's tough to do, but we, we really try to hard to do that. It is really hard and it seems to be, it really seems to have changed our, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but it really seems to have changed our society in ways that I don't 
know that anybody anticipated. I'm, I was thinking as you were talking about the whole everybody looking at their phone all the time. And, and it's a challenge for me. I've turned all the email alerts off on my phone, except I have two or three people that I've, uh, that I've labeled as VIPs. And oh, that's great. You know, my husband, if he, cause he doesn't email very often or text yeah. or anything else. So if he sends me a message that gets through, there are a couple right. of other people, but other than that, for that very reason, because if you're trying to work or trying to have a conversation with somebody and that thing is dinging at you, even if you don't pick it up and look, it has distracted you for that second. And and I was thinking about, you know, when you were talking about that, I actually posted on Facebook this last week, I was traveling back, I I was gone on business and I was at the airport waiting for my flight home and sitting there, you know, at the terminal and there was, you know, those charging stations that a lot of the airports have oh, with yeah. stools and places where you can plug all your eye thingies in. One charging station with th- you know, three or four stools was completely occupied by one family, mom and dad and three or four kids. Like it looked like maybe a three-year-old, maybe a f- six or seven-year-old and I don't know, 10 or 11-year-old. Every one of them, heads down, looking at some mobile device, headphones on, and they were there when I got there, and I I got to the airport way early. Uh, I was there for probably an hour and a half, and they were the whole time. There were a couple times they'd look, one of them would look up and ask mom for a snack or something, but no conversation, just looking at their mobile devices. Yeah, and that, you know, that's not good. I mean, I think... You know, for one, I've I've interviewed young people that yeah have a hard time having conversations because everything's over text or over yeah. the phone and through social media. So it, you know that's a challenge in itself, and you do see that. You know, you see families, and so and and we all have devices as well. But I think it's really important to have that family time without all of that. Yeah, and enjoy each other's company. You don't need to go on vacation and have your phone. You know, all of the time. So that's very important. So you, you you run a marketing company, is that correct? D E yes. two is tell tell us a little bit about what it is you do. Yeah, so it's business. I'm a business consultant. We could we specialize in marketing. I have a marketing background, so that's what I um, started in. I worked in television for ten years and um, used to cons- consult for Clear Channel Television. So I'd go around the country and and consult stations on marketing and their news product and things like that. And then started a couple of mom websites, 918moms.com and moneysavingqueen.com. So two niche websites for moms and grew them, you know, to 100,000 moms were coming on the site every month. It was wow. kind of insane. And then we sold it. And then I started D2 Branding, which is uh, my marketing consulting firm. You know, I, I would just get people all the time saying, hey, can you meet me at Starbucks? You know, I have a business idea. You know, can, is there any way I could buy you lunch? And, you know, I was giving advice out right and left. And I love doing that. I love talking to people with an idea and helping them get going. Um, and then finally, you know, I thought, you know, maybe this could be a business. I've, I've got a lot of people asking. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm spending lots of my day and my time, you know, helping people for nothing. So, you know, 
Um, and I d- decided, okay, I'm going to start, go, go on my own and do D2 branding. And, you know, I'd been in advertising, working in television for years. And so I called, you know, maybe four or five clients that were my good clients over the years and just said, Hey, thinking about doing this and had three of them come on board right away. And I thought, okay, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be great. So we do everything from, um, create websites to come up with marketing plans, do sales training. Um, we do video work graphic design, really anything, um, you know, all my clients are different, so it's not the same plan for everybody, but anything that's going to ignite your brand and help you increase your profit. So that's kind of my bottom line is we're in business to make money. And, and, you know, you have a lot of women that say, oh, I don't really don't care. I'm just doing it because I love it. But you know what? The reality is you don't make money. You don't have a business. You can't pay the bills and there's no reason to be in business if you're not going to make money. And I think sometimes women have a hard time saying that their goal is to make money. They feel maybe guilty or bad about that. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you can take all that money and you know, pay for your kid's college. You can support the charity that you love. You can give it back to your church, whatever you want to do. Um, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. I mean, that's why you would go into business. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with seeing the value in what you do. I think a lot of us have trouble with that. Yeah. I think, um, you know, knowing, knowing your value as well, um, that it, it's okay to charge the fair market amount or, or even more if you're better than that, you know, and, and I consult people all the time that think that way, you know, well, gosh, you know, I don't know how I could charge this or that for my product. And I, you know, you, you got to sell it and you got to still make a profit, you know, or, or there's no reason to sell it. <laughs> so we have that conversation a lot. And so are your clients in any particular industry or just kind of across the spectrum? You know, it's across the spectrum. I have um, anyone from a, a fitness expert to I have a 16-year-old chef who's actually got her really? own cooking show. Um, and I have a lot of people in the medical industry, um, orthodontist, uh, endodontist, regular dentist, plastic surgeon. So I, I kind of have kind of a medical niche, not for any reason that I, I didn't really start off that way. So just an, I have an insurance agent, you know, just anybody, a politician, um, anybody that is wanting to really kind of increase their revenue. And, and we work on marketing tactics to get them there and business tactics and, you know, a lot of that, that good stuff as well. Very cool. Well, before we wrap up, there's a couple of things. I, I love to ask uh, there's one question I ask every guest, and it's my favorite question because I learned something from every guest that I talk to about this. And so it's sort of a two-parter. And here's the question. Do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Of course I have those days. <laughs> Everybody has those days. Um, yeah, you know, I feel like that every every couple of weeks I, I get overwhelmed and I have one of those, you know, feel like it's not going well at work. It's not going well at home. I'm, I'm on that treadmill running, you know, and it's not getting anywhere. Uh, I, I definitely have those days. Um, you know, I think the most important thing to do is just to step back and take a breather and go, okay, what can I control? Because you can't think about all the things you can't control. There's going to be things that happen. Your car breaks down. Your, you know, your daughter has a bad day at school. Somebody said something that made her sad. You know, you have a client that is upset about something. I mean, you can't control, you know, there's a lot of things out of your control. So I always just try to look at what can I control? Mm. Well, I control, control my emotions. I can control how I react to that. Um, you know, with, with kids around, you know, I have little people watching me all the time of how I do react. Um, you know, and I can't, can't say it's, it's perfect all the time, but I've, 
older, the older I get, I try to really control my emotions and go, you know what? Is it that big of a deal? You know, I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago, we printed something wrong for a client and it cost a lot of money and, and did the printing and I approved it and the client approved it. But you know what? It was still had something wrong on there that really is ultimately my team's fault. We didn't catch it and printed thousands of this print piece. And, and what do you do? You know, and so it's one of those where, you know, my assistant's in tears and I said, you know what? We pay for it and we rerun it and, and tell the client we're so sorry. And, and that's what we do. And, and so things are out of your control and you can't sit around. It's not going to, I can't have that ruin my whole day. You know, yeah. you've just got to move on and say it is what it is. And, and tomorrow's a better day. And, you know, so I think just controlling what you can control. Yeah, that's great advice. It's easy to get hung up on those sorts of things that happen and focus on the part that you can't control, but that's not productive in any sense of that word. Right. Yeah, I love exactly. that. That's a very uh, good perspective to have. Well, Deidre, where can people connect with you online or find out more about what you do or... Yes. Well, I, we, you mentioned thrive15.com earlier. So that's an online education platform. Um, it's basically teaching you how to start or grow a business, um, or advance in your career. And so if that is something that moms are out there, you have an idea and you think, you know, gosh, I want to go for it, but I don't know, know what to do. I don't know the, the actual action steps to take. Um, you can go on thrive15.com and I actually have a free trial. So we have a 30 day free trial. If you type in the code mom, M O M, they can go on and we have 30 mentors and all experts in different areas. I'm the marketing PR expert um, on the site, but we've got some amazing, um, Lee Cockrell is, he teaches management and leadership and he actually ran Walt Disney World Resort. He mm. had 40,000 employees underneath him. Um, he's incredible. He's a national speaker, speaks all over the country. We've got, you know, Jill Donovan, who she started, if you're familiar with Rustic Cuff, it's uh, jewelry yeah. that was started. And she's actually from Tulsa, from my hometown. Um, Jill's on there. You know, she had an idea, a mom making jewelry out of her house. And now celebrities are wearing her jewelry. She ships it all over the world. Um, you know, and so there's some really really neat mentors on the site that you can learn from. And, you know, our advice is to learn from mentors instead of mistakes. Uh Um, You can go along your path and make a million mistakes and get there and correct yourself. Or you can listen to someone who's been down that road before and says, hey, don't do this. Do this. You know, this is what I did. And it it really is a great community to be a part of. So it's thrive15.com and the code is mom, M-O-M. And we'll be sure and put links to that, all that information in the show notes so folks can find that there. I think that sounds like a great resource. So before we leave, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Any last thoughts for that listener? To me, it, you know, it's just about building a community of support around you. Um, whether it's neighbors, it's your mom, it's your sister, it's a good friend. You know, I, I couldn't do what I did without this support system around me. And I've got, you know, a husband that helps out. I've got awesome neighbors that will pick up my kids or watch them for 30 minutes, you know, while I'm doing a podcast, (laughs) you know, things like that. I just think find that support system. You know, women have to help other women and, you know, in in what they do. And and that's what makes you successful is if you have that support around you. So when those bad days do happen, you have somebody that can help you out and lift you up. That is great advice and a great way to end it. Thank you so much, Deidre. Well, thank you, Laura. I had so much fun talking to you today.
I really appreciate Deidre taking time out of her very busy schedule to share her thoughts on how she manages a busy life and for her great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Deidre? Is there anything she said that kind of resonated with you or triggered some thoughts on your part? Would love to hear from you, and I know she would as well. There are a couple of different ways you can share your feedback on this episode. If you want to share those thoughts publicly, you can share your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 88, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page, and we'll be watching those in both places. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. If you enjoyed this episode or others and would like to help uh, spread the word about The Productive Woman, there are a couple of things I would love to ask you to do, different ways you can help out with spreading the word. First of all, tell a friend. If you've got a friend who you think might enjoy this topic or others, tell them how to find the show, show them how to subscribe, and, and help them join this community. You can also share on social media. There are very easy sharing buttons for Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, any of the major social networks. Those buttons are right on every episode, so not just the newest one. So any episode that you like, you can just click that button and share it to your social media channels. And I would appreciate it if you did that. And finally, as always, if uh, you want to help spread the word more, it's helpful if you would leave a review for the show on iTunes or Stitcher. There are links to subscribe and to rate and review the show in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 88. You'll find the links if you scroll down to the bottom. I'd like to give a word of thanks and a special shout out to a couple of listeners who left really nice uh, reviews of the show recently. Sorted by Lori from the U.S. left a nice five-star rating and said, This podcast is extremely motivated and so well done. I always pick up tips to better manage my priorities. As a mom of a little one and small business owner, I find the productive woman extraordinarily helpful. So thanks so much to Sorted by Lori for that nice review. And then Wendy from the U.S. also left a great review that I thought was um, really inspiring, I guess. She starts with a quote, says, Delight to having class does not use time wisely. On every report card in grade school, that was written by my teachers. This is what Wendy is saying. I'm now 42 and still struggle with this. She says some other things. I'm a creative who likes to learn how stuff happens, works, and what already happened. I just never picked up tools along the way to help me know how to use my calendar, how to make and reach goals, or much of anything to help me run my cottage business well. So thank you. Thank you for producing this content. This is a perfect example of why creatives need business people and vice versa. And thank you so much, Wendy. I agree. Creatives and business-minded people definitely need each other. So thank you both of you for your uh, kind reviews. A couple last reminders. I am available to speak at your events and hopefully won't always sound like this. I'm getting over a bit of a a chest thing as I'm recording this, so I know I sound like a frog. But uh, uh, if you've got a woman's group, a retreat coming up, business teams that uh, need some motivation to be more productive, I would love to be part of that. I'm looking at my schedule for the coming months and would, would be 
really open to adding your event to it. So if you think that might be of interest, send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or give me a call at 972-638-0308 and we can talk about the options. No commitment uh, on either either part. We just uh, can talk about how I can maybe add value. And finally, remember to visit the new resources tab on the website at theproductivewoman.com. There I'm going to be putting links to the various resources we've produced over time, like the project planning template, the the digital toolbox, Emily Prokop's weekly docket, and the decluttering questions tool from episode 83, as well as a handout that or a printable that we did for episode 87 um, with reminders of the questions. There are also going to be little short blurbs about books that I recommend and other resources. Lots of things will be added as time goes on. It's a work in process. So check it out often. Uh, There's a tab on the main page or you can go to theproductivewoman.com slash resources. And that's it, my friends, for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Deidre. I hope you found something in the episode that was helpful to you, that you can take home and and really put to work to make your own life more productive. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.